the Deep Dive. We are back for Season Preview Part 2. How are you, Mr. Smith? Very good, Trent, mate. How are you? I'm going well. So we are here. We are going to do another three more teams. How's your week been? It was good. Uh, did actually catch a game and a half of AFLW on the weekend. Yeah. Wasn't as much as I uh, anticipated, but you and I caught up. We got pretty blasted on Yeah, <laughs> we ended up walking the... It's dodgy as it sounds. The, the streets promenades. are saying Kilda. <laughs> yeah. Not that no. interesting. No. We had to go to Chapel Street to find a feed. Yeah. <laughs> Even when we got there, we barely got a table and it wasn't as exciting as yet. No. So we're both pretty north So no folks, wonder but, yeah. the uh, St. Kilda Footy Club is struggling at the moment. They can't feed themselves. Yeah. Ironically, we actually went into about... I'm not, I think we literally went into about four or five restaurants before we could find somewhere that, that wasn't completely full. Yeah. People doing chat life, so it was pretty busy. It was not really our scene, but anyway. So we, we anyway, it was good. It was good times, good <laughs> fun. Had another borrowed, but yeah, yeah. Didn't anyway, get to see the footy. Anyway. No, you can see not till Sunday. Sunday anyway, <laughs> that's it. So we do watch a bit of footy, but let's begin by giving a massive thanks to our mates at Hopster Home, fantastic sponsors of ours. They just sent us a new pack, so I'm super excited to. I just got home earlier, so I haven't put them in. I just chucked them in the fridge. They don't got cold yet, but they are some fabulous beers. Great selection. There's some new stuff in there as well. We've got double IPAs. We've got you know lighter, more lager styles. They've covered the whole thing again. It's a great range of Australian small craft. Oh, good. Summer coming into autumn type combo. Yeah, they've they've done it really, really well. So if if you're listening for the first time, Hopster Home is a craft beer delivery service. Definitely check them out, hopsterhome.com.au. They're our main sponsor and they're very, very worth checking out. Uh, they do craft beer delivery every month and you can get big packs, small packs. And for the first time listening, you can use AFL Deep Dive as a promo code for $20 off your first case, which, which is, is a seriously good deal. Great value. Yeah. And Absolutely. you can pause it, resume it. Like they're really flexible. You do it once off. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can. That's the thing. You can give it a try. Just try it. Just, and you'll see that the range is fantastic. You've got really, really fresh beer and you've got really good access to stuff. There was two breweries in this pack that I've never even heard of. So that's the thing. Pretty awesome. Yeah, and you're exactly. usually over all that stuff. Yeah, I, I drink a fair bit of beer. So, so. Yeah, that's it. So I, look, very, very worth checking out hopsome.com.au. So tonight we are going to go through the next three teams. So we will do Collingwood, Essendon, and then Fremantle. We're just doing them in alphabetical order. It is what it is, you know, for the teams of, you know, fans that are waiting for West Coast. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. It's just the alphabet. But you'll get a better insight because it's only about a week before season proper. So we'll know exactly what we think about them. Whereas this is still a fair way out, a bit vague, but we're not doing what we did last year where we tried to smash everything out in about two weeks. It was three-hour episodes well, and a lot of booze consumed. Yeah. I actually saw yesterday, it might have been the, it might have been this morning, I can't remember, but yesterday or today, I saw on Twitter it was our one-year anniversary and I thought, bloody hell, we came in pretty late to do, because we were doing reviews and previews and everything all in the one hit. So we definitely came in pretty late last year, but... Long story short, that's why we've done three teams per thing, and we started earlier this year. I think next year we might even start a little bit even earlier, earlier. To, get, to get into the AFLW even more. But we will do so. Three more teams. Uh, if you're wanting kind of a bit of a chat around 2018, we've done the season reviews, so you can go back and have a look through this feed. There'll be all the all the reviews. So if you're wanting kind of a bit of a chat about how your team was last year and kind of up until Christmas. 
that that's definitely the the best you know way to have a look at that. And this is kind of a discussion really post Christmas. There might be bits and pieces that kind of happen, you know, late December or because we we finished... we had about six or seven weeks yeah. off. So anything that sort of happened between uh, the start of December basically until the end of well, it was almost two months. But start of December and January. Yeah. If anything really happened in between those um, uh, months, we'll bring that up if it's relating to a team and of any significance. Otherwise. It is what it is. I'm pretty sure most listeners out there have been following their teams. Yeah, exactly. No, and what's going on in sure. AFL. So, really, this is yeah, just a quick uh, synopsis of how we see each of the teams in the lead up to going 2019. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about any injury concerns, and obviously, we'll touch on some of the stuff that's happening in all things AFL, yeah. AFLX, AFLW. AFL. <laughs> But yeah, we, we, we will talk a bit of pieces at the start. But yeah, the main thing is we're going to do for the bulk of this, we will do the next three teams. Correct. But yeah, I think, look, it's, it, yeah, the, the key thing to get out there is that you made a really good point last week, and I hadn't really thought about this until you said it, which was that the back end of the teams are probably going to get a slightly more accurate discussion. But either way, we're still guessing. This, it, yeah, round one guess. hasn't happened. Like, we did West Coast round one last year, and they lost to Sydney. Like, that's the thing. Like, you, you just don't know. So as much as that... Didn't, we didn't have them win them in a flag either. Well, absolutely. We did that in the preview yeah. just before that round one episode. Uh, round, well, the round, round one episode. And we did not expect them to lose at home. And that happened and they ended up winning the flag. So this is the thing. Obviously, football is a long season. So much can change. And yeah, it's a bit of fun kind of chat about season 2019. So as I said, massive thanks to our mates at Hops to Home. Let's bang into a bit of chat before we get into... So we did a fair bit of chat at... We did a fair bit of catch-up last week. This episode probably won't be as long. Um, it was a bit of a quieter week. I mean, in terms of AFL news, we'll get into AFLW in a second and, and um, the bit of a joke that was AFLX. But in terms of the AFLW, the AFL, there wasn't really any kind of major things that happened. There wasn't no, really... Some, look, there's, not there's some re-signings. Is it, we'll, yeah, get it, we'll get into that we'll when talk we talk about, about Collingwood. Yeah. But other than that, no, it's... It's been good, I guess. There's been a lot of focus around AFLW. Um, it was a really good weekend. Which is we'll, good. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but very good weekend of football, uh, some exciting games. Just straight into... We'll do AFLW first. How about that? So let's chat a bit about that. I mean, obviously, in between the last episode and then now, so Nina Morrison for Geelong, obviously, doing her ACL was, you know... Massive. Not, not, yeah, not, not ideal. Not Number ideal one draft pick doing their, draft doing their yeah, ACL. Huge hopes and uh, a big cog in... Uh, Geelong having a fairly successful start to the AFLW um, inception. But look, really disappointing to see one of the uh, bright stars of the game out for a year and obviously not she ideal. She was so for, good round one as well. Yeah, and not ideal for Geelong just entering uh, their first season either. No, not at all. And I I did tip Geelong, but I, I it was too late to change our tips. And there's, a, there's an old mate on Twitter doing our, our tips. Which is good. I yeah. appreciate that to, to the old mate. But uh, yeah, look, I, I, I yeah, not not ideal. So the first game, so to recap, GWS v North, twenty three to forty eight. North won significantly. So I went with North. I was, I mean, I saw that game last week. North look, they look like the best team in the league. Yeah, and everyone's saying that around the um, around the grounds that they are the, the most traps. traps around the traps um, on the boundary line in the in box. The- in the tassels. In the tassels, in the TAB. The everywhere, anywhere they're talking about <laughs> AFLW. Um, North are the team to beat. And they do. They look two weeks in and they've shown to oh, be this 
superior team. It's going to be interesting because they're playing the Doggies uh, this week, I believe. And I reckon, believe me. I reckon that's going to be an absolute cracker. Well, if that's happening, we're going to it. So, uh, yeah. Then Collingwood Rock right against uh, Melbourne. So 9-26, to 26, Melbourne won by 17 points. Not not uh, nine points in a game. It's pretty... No, <laughs> I know it's a short game, and, but... It's not that short. Not that short. Yeah, and look, concerns for both clubs. I think um, all the other teams over the weekend or the first two rounds have sort of shown a capacity to be able to score. These two teams don't look like. Yeah. They've got their firepower at the moment. Uh, Hopefully, they can both turn it around because yeah, two clubs in the early uh, stages. Because Melbourne lost at home to Frio, and then now. They've gone and lost to Collingwood in in Melbourne. Yeah, I saw they yeah, just well, but just one. Yeah, in, sorry, in a very yeah. low scoring game, and you'd expect. I mean, I don't. Melbourne have pretty high expectations um, with the success they've had in the VFLW um, previously, and a pretty good list. Obviously, they're missing a couple of stars from previous years, but mm. it is what it is, and. Yeah, probably the probably the least exciting game of the round. Yeah, no, not great to watch. Let's be no. honest. I mean, the week. What I was going to say. Sorry, I got jumbled my words. The week before, Collingwood had lost to Geelong, and then now they scored nine points. So no, not, not ideal. Not ideal. No. Um, I like their captain too. So not not sure what's going on there. And then at the Witten Oval, the doggies beat Geelong thirty four to sixteen. Uh, doggies by 18 points. I think the dogs look good. I think they look good. You know, they got over Adelaide by a point. Round one uh, over there in SA. Yeah. Uh, and now, um, you know, now betting Geelong. So, obviously, Geelong without, you know, potentially their best player is certainly one of their better players. Uh, not not uh, not a huge win, but they, they got the job done. Yeah, been, absolutely. And you'd hope, uh, as a supporter of the doggies, not, not me personally, but uh, they don't drop a game at Whitnoble. It's a pretty daunting mm. ground for any team to come and play at. And hopefully they can continue on from here and uh, have a good show next week if my memory serves me correctly against the Ruse. And it was frustrating being in what was a bit of a dump in the end and where we were <laughs> outside. Yeah, we, we could stuck have just, over there. We could were, have just sat inside with a bottle funny, of wine when, and when I was, footy. Well, exactly. When I was driving to you, I, was th- I said to my wife, I was like, look, there's this game in a West... How do you feel about going to the footy? And she was actually sort of up for it. It was really disappointing in the end. We, we made the decision that we did to go. Have you, yeah, anyone 20 out minutes there? over the gate and we oh, would have been there. Yeah, no good. Anyway, so that happened. Um, and then, so yeah, Western Bulldogs. And then after that, Carlton and the Crows. So I watched all this game from start to finish. So did I. Uh, great game. Uh, the Crows, you know, a lot of strength to get this done. I thought Carlton played really well. So they were, you know, in a way, in some respects... Uh, a little bit, you know, sort of harshly done by, but not really. I mean, look, you know, Adelaide were fantastic. Yeah, going. Adelaide just showed their depth and more experience. I mean, um, they have got a great team and expected probably to win this uh, quite comfortably. And they did in the end. And I thought for three quarters, though, Carlton were right um, to the fight. And there was a lot, of, a lot of good signs, obviously, if you're a Carlton supporter, it's pretty tough at the moment. I mean, that's five straight losses for the women, and I've lost count for the actual men's team. So, well, how many games did they win last year? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, but um, Aaron Phillips for the Crows, what yeah. an absolute start! And, and captain's goal. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. Uh, she's she, a freak. she's the one who turned it around for them. 
uh, sort of halfway through the third quarter and started getting a roll on. And I've forgotten the girl's name who was up for. She kicked four goals, though. And that was the, that was the big difference. Let's go through this. So I think the, the key thing out of this game, and I, I apologise, we, we can't, you know, deep dive a bit further into some of the other games, but this was the game we really heavily watched. And we both watched it, yeah. We watched it from start to finish. And, you know, Stevie Lee Thompson was incredible. So that back into the third quarter, Adelaide, Stevie Lee Thompson, then Aaron Phelps, as we, as we just discussed... And then that Sarah Perkins goal, which was elite, right at the end of the third oh, quarter, was was amazing. That, absolutely. That, that, and then they really just made it very, very difficult for Carlton. Carlton came late, but it, yeah. And there was pat yeah, not enough time. There was patches of play that were just sublime by both teams oh, throughout. It was a great game, and more than I think it was at least eleven goals kicked collectively in the second half. So yeah, well, Thompson kicked so four. Entertaining. Thompson kicked four. Yeah, so, it was a yeah. really entertaining game. A lot of free-flowing, um, high-caliber, good skills. So four and is the equivalent in this length of time, really, just sort of like eight or eight nine. Eight or nine, yeah. It's so a pretty big We're ball. talking yeah. Nick Rewalt, Jack Rewalt, Buddy Franklin, Nahas occasionally <laughs> on his best day top, yeah. top players. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's yeah. pretty phenomenal to... Yeah, yeah. Vickery sort of elite. Oh, Vickery in his heyday, Yeah. <laughs> So no, it was a really, it was it was a really entertaining uh, game. Uh, I'm glad I didn't get distracted by the St Kilda Festival and sat on my balcony and watched that instead. Yeah. Much more enjoyable. Don't think that would have been great. Uh, and then yeah, so Jones also got two one, which was quite good. Look, yeah, I I re, I, re, I mean Adelaide, are, I, I think an Adelaide North Melbourne Grand Final. Well, I was meant to say, yeah. I think right now and the conference system, I, I I need to like understand wormhole theory before I can kind of you know, understand the next bit. I, but I need to understand how a black hole works as well. Yeah, completely, like they so stupidly put in this idiotic conference system into what is a small league, and as you know, there's a really good article. Uh, Daniel Cherney, I believe, in the age this week around how completely insane it was to do the conferences uh, around AFLW. Uh, it would make more sense. It wasn't sense like anyone could not see this coming. Like, we all said this when they announced this. Every single person was like, this is an insane. It would make idea. more sense in. Immense, let alone in, and, and but that's just the reality. It's just an older competition, and there's more teams. So, anyway. Anyway. Look. Silly, but look, yeah, great, great game. And then also another really good game, which I saw a good bulk of, was uh, Frio v the Lions. And Fremantle looked great, 67 to 40. So Fremantle really dominating by 27 yeah, points. Yeah, and finally, I guess there's been a lot of pressure on Frio from the inception of AFLW to be one of the um, stronger teams, and they haven't lived up to that. And, but this season, they, they look like they're going to be uh, pretty hard to beat. I watched the first half of this game. And I'm actually surprised that it ended up being um, a bigger margin. Uh, Brisbane got off to an absolute bolting start. And I thought, you know, probably a goal, maybe two goals in it. So uh, good on to the Freo team for um, putting the foot down and getting a good win in the end. Yeah, I mean, look, look at the first quarter score was 1-2 to 3-1, Brisbane ahead, and then 4-5 to 3-1, so Freo really coming back in that second quarter. And then 6-5, 4-3 to 10-7, 6-4. So, yeah, the other thing that's worth noting as well is Brisbane, you know, who've been a pretty good team in AFLW so far. Yeah, unlucky not to have a flag. Really? And then round one... Uh, against GWS, they just got over them by two points, and then they've they've lost fairly heavily against in the second round against Frio. So yeah, a bit shaky. Yeah, they probably need to do a bit of soul searching. Well, they'll need to win next week. Yes, like they, especially yeah. considering the, what type of start they got off to in the first quarter. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a bit of a run through um, of, of what we saw. Apologies, we didn't see more of it. Um, blame St Kilda, but let's let's get into the next round to do our tips. Uh, so we have North Melbourne versus the Doggies down in Tasmania. What do we think? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with North. I'm going to go North as well, yeah. yeah. They look really strong and obviously travelling away. I, not, not, not that it's really much of a home ground advantage yet because they just establish themselves down there, but I think, yeah, North. I think North as well, yeah. Uh, Saturday games, GWS versus the Blues. I'm going the Giants. I have to go Giants. Yeah, it's their GWS. home game. and I'd, As good as can't work for three quarters, I think Giants will get over top. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, Dockers versus the Maggies in Frio. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Frio. Frio as well. Yep. I, I just don't see that that, that changing. And no. then uh, the Crows v Geelong. Yeah, in Adelaide, Adelaide young crows. They look, they look really, really strong. You've got to go the crows, week. yeah. Particularly with that finish last week, it was a pretty warm day. But regardless, I'm, I'm going to go them. I, particularly as well with Nina Morrison out for Geelong, Geelong now. Yeah. I, yeah, just it's yeah. There's there's just too many ifs about their structure now with her out, and then the Lions. Uh, and the D's to yeah, finish. Lions to bounce back. I think they'll be too strong for the D's. Uh, I think we're going to have the exact same tips. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a couple... It's of... all the home teams for me this week. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably be one, but... If it's going to be one, it'll be either it'll be the either the bookends, I reckon. Either the Doggies will upset North or Melbourne to upset Brisbane. I think the mid, the other games are pretty much... They're, they're a lot for me. I, I could swing either way for the bookend games, so. though. Yeah, I'm I'm probably the same. So that's our tips for round three of the AFLW. Um, Yeah, look, it's it's a it's a fascinating season so far. It's been really really interesting, and we can't wait to see a bit more of it. I think the skill level's been really good, and I I really liked like particularly I think that some of the Sunday games were were fantastic. Yeah, there's a definite overall improvement, and this is not to sound like they they were incapable. Uh, over previous years, but no. just have just more more girls uh, either training part time or full time really shows out in the field. They've got uh, better structures in place, uh, an understanding of teammates and all that type of stuff, which comes with time. It's just a really really good showing, and hopefully it can continue to uh, grow and grow and grow. And hopefully the people at AFL House uh, understand that this is a game that needs to be um, on its own and not being distracted by. The worthless piece of whatever we're about to talk about next. Oh, so AFLX. Uh, so players, let's use that as a bit of a segue. So AFLX, so players have been doing the Robert Harvey jumping off a table to try to fix their injury, but intentionally injuring themselves to get out of AFLX very desperately. So Robbie Gray out. Uh, his old teammate in Chad Wingard out. Yeah. Uh, Stephen May out. Stephen May out. out. Yeah. So it's just continuing. Um, it's yeah, must not, have, not they, looking great. They must have all had a chat with Cochin. It's funny because these are all players that were picked, like po- like very recently post the you know this whole you know captains of these ridiculous Power Ranger teams, and they all and they all picked him and they went oh I'm done my leg oh oh oh, oh that, old, that old nail injuries flare up again. A, I think I've got an ingrown toenail. So yeah. that, anyway, so that that that's pretty funny. So look, players have been doing whatever they oh, can to get out of this. Forgot. Got mother's roast for the year. Can't play. Got to go to mum's roast. It only happens once a year. It happens to be on that date. Oh. I'm out. Sorry, mate. So anyway, look, it's, it, it is what it is. A few people have asked us what we think about some of the injuries. I mean, look, the Wingard thing, I mean, it, I, so I saw someone say, when is this a concern? 
it was Ashley Brown, a journalist, saying, when is this a concern? It's a concern when they don't play any games. And right now, I, I like, you know, uh, there's no games. So I, until that happens, but it is a little bit of a concern. Oh, look, absolutely. He, if the Hawthorne supporters are out, out there, they'll let you know that it's a concern that he's not in full training mm. and he's restricted to light ball work and hardly any running. That suggests that whatever the calf issue he has at the moment is... Serial is Yeah, he, he might need to go down that path that Serial <laughs> had to years ago with the hamstring issue, change his running style or look at somewhere else on the body. Calves are interesting because they can... I mean, there's lots of reasons you can have calf issues. I know this just from being a long-distance runner. They can be back-related. They can be stress-related. Uh, there's lots of things, so we'll wait and see. But good on him for pulling him up. I don't think it's worth playing AFLX. No, it's good news. It's good to support the, yeah. the, the theory that this is worthwhile. Um, it's good theory. It's up there with JLT series. And at least they're going to the... <laughs> Should have um, gone to the Bells. Yeah, at least with the JLT, it's going out to regional communities and, and playing the real game. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> And Stephen May, well, he came to Melbourne under an injury cloud, so I don't he's know still under the cloud. I'm pretty sure it's raining. Still. I'm not surprised that he's pulled out either. No, I'm uh, not surprised by that. The irony was, and Robbie we- Gray, well, he's yeah. Sorry, he's a superstar of Port Adelaide. Why would why would you play him? Why would yeah. you play him? I, I'm, I'm be pretty shocked if they were playing. But it was funny when one of the captains of the AFLX teams, I can't actually remember who picked him. It might have been Jack Rewald. I can't remember, but one of them picked Stephen May, and I was like, oh. He won't play. That's a silly idea. That's almost... He's certainly not going to play. No. And then a week later, no good. So. No, no good. So, look, um, kudos to the the players that have put themselves up for captaincy and good luck with having your teams out in the park. One little quick thing... Yeah, exactly. One little quick thing before we get into the team. So, Melbourne announced this week that Jaguar are the new sponsor. So, the car brand that lost... In and around five hundred million dollars last year, uh, the uh, luxury car brand. Uh, but isn't it a perfect suit? Well, it's funny because it's the Land Rover company. Because Land Rover owned Jag, so they really should have gone the it's whole nine Melbourne. yards and it's done Land pure, Rover though. It's pure Melbourne. It is very Melbourne, but it's they could have gone Land Rover though, just to be a bit more. But it's a Jag. You know, it's the Jag, but Jag is not a Jag anymore. It's a bit of a... I know. This company's on fire. Like, they're, but They're going to lay off 5,000 employees. Like, well, they this have is to. A, they've just sponsored Melbourne. That's true, yeah. <laughs> have to pay for all those <laughs> cheese players. That's exactly right. That's true, yeah. Now, good on them. I think that's... There's that's, a lot of grains to be drunk, but yeah. Look, really good for Melbourne, whether it pays off for um, Jag and the Land Rover company. We'll wait and see. Melbourne are going to have to get. They're going to have to get some. I don't know, kudos or some connections with a an EPL team. I think to make that pay off because Jag, yeah, it's not a it's not a car brand that we talk about much in Australia. Oh, look, as much cars, as I like them personally, there's some good cars. Just, I like the F pace. There's some cars around, and they're alright. But I don't know. It's just kind of funny that like you know they're they're just starting to get it together, and they had Land Rover at the door because the company's owned. The, this is the thing they own Jag. So that's the they're right. I, I, not to I don't know, Melbourne fans will be you know be standing on the west gate, but for me, the, I thought it was semi funny because you know as a team they're right on the cusp of you know really dominating, and then right at the edge of signing you know Land Rover they end up going the, the second. Well, maybe uh, that's a clause in the contract. 
You'll get land. We'll land you Land Rover if you win a flag. If you win a flag, (laughs) or make it to a grand final. Yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe they've done the reverse of what clubs do with players. These little things in there. Anyway, I thought that was KPIs. We could not discuss it. It No, absolutely. Pretty pretty outrageous. So anyway, so that 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 happened. Uh, Oh look, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a bit silly. I mean, (laughs) it's fine. You know, good on them. But ultimately, I thought that was funny. You know, they know, know, right thing, on the cusp, and they signed the second year. They so. could have could have had Skoda as a <laughs> Skoda, right? At least Skoda are owned by well, they're owned by the biggest car company in the world. That's why Toyota and VW. Skoda are huge. Well, Skoda, I don't know what I don't know what VW is trying to do with Skoda, they, but anyway. yeah, you can't find a Skoda dealership anymore. <laughs> uh, there's a couple around, there's but you're couple, right; yeah. they're, they're doing their bits and pieces. Anyway, uh, anyway, so anyway getting, no, enough of car talk. Apologies, yeah, this, this is turning into here, here <laughs> uh, which is where the Zhang reference came from. So let, let's head straight into the teams. So we are going to discuss the next three in our list. So Collingwood, Essendon, and Freo. Let's start with the Pies. So Pies for 2019, they came off obviously a flag berth, not a flag win. So right on the edge in the grand final, an unbelievable game. Were one of the closest you've ever seen a team to winning a flag is, outside of a draw. Isn't it interesting? In the last decade, mm. they have experienced a draw. Yeah, and an almost. Well, them and St Kilda because that 9 with you know Tom Hawkins in the post and that was still yeah. a close game anyway. If you so, say, if, that, if that's a point, it's even closer. I know. So the yeah, well, St Kilda and Collingwood are really the two kind of harshly done by us, but at least Collingwood got one flag. Got out one of it. flag out of it. So yeah, and look, probably should have won two. Should have lost eleven. No, this is very true. So Collingwood, well, um, from nowhere. I get on both teams last year's grand finalists yeah. were from, for a lot of people I well, think were from nowhere well in a, to a degree I mean we both rated West Coast we just didn't think 2018 was their season no incorrect. we we really felt that it would take we felt West Coast would be good this year or next in 18 no 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 so we really thought in 18 that they would be okay to good and they might be anywhere between kind of like 12th and maybe like 7th um, but I didn't think they would get. But then we were both. We, and you can go back to listen to the earlier episodes. We were both saying that we are. We really thought that 2019 was a season where they would be pushing for top four. So I just didn't think it would happen as quickly. I'm not. We're not. I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm a genius. We predicted the flag. No, well, obviously we didn't predict that. Clearly we didn't. We didn't, didn't remotely think that far. But we did think that they would be good, and we didn't think this was this was more like West Coast year. Uh, but Collingwood, as on the other flip side, we, we did not see coming. Like, I saw disjointedness. I saw the Asada bands. I saw the Dugowie dog stuff. Like, there was... I mean, it, look, it looked like a complete debacle. And then every week... Are we sacking bucks this week or next week? Like, it was... An, and then it was honestly, injury after injury. Injury after, after injury. injury Jamie like, Elliott, and Are they even going to get 20 players out yeah, of the park? We, we but were, they did. Well, we were offensively, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. And, well, firstly, we did not think that Cox could play, which in the end it turns out he, he might be able to very seriously play. We did not think that Dugowie was a serious player at all. We thought he was just, well, to had be the fair, ta- had the on the data, of but, course. Yeah, no, no, no. In but the draft, whether he all, had the head, head oh, space to come absolutely. out and play unbelievably good football. Yeah, and the, and the, the frisbee injuries, you know, well, that's yeah. the thing that kept happening. So there was a whole range of, of issues and the old guard of Collingwood was going out and the new guard was coming in and we just weren't convinced like pretty much was everybody Ca- was Cash Main going to Cash Main pay, pay well they made some w- insane decisions mm. they they simply did 
they made some crazy... And Gubby Allen came in and made some crazy decisions. I mean, Eddie strikes me as someone that knows what he's doing, clearly. He's, he's a smart businessman, obviously. You can't doubt that of him. And he seems to know what he's doing. But then, like, the, you know, there were some crazy decisions in terms of bringing Gubby Allen in, who was disgraced at GWS. And then that happened in Collingwood. It was like, well, hang on. What is going on back at house? And that's reflecting on, on the field as well. And there's all this talk of, like, you know, everyone's trying to tell Bucks to be more serious. I, I, I would be pretty serious if I'm Bucks because <laughs> shit is all over the place. So that's the thing. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I, I think one of the biggest surprises of the last ten years is is kind of making the grand final. I did not remotely see that coming, particularly with them beating Richmond and Richmond having won the flag the year before, and then in that more recent history that happened the way it did was was incredible. I, I just did not see that coming, and that and that's great, and that's what makes football so good. Oh, absolutely. They, um, all the cards fell at the right time for Bucks. The team, all of a sudden, after a very shaky six week, opening six weeks, they gelled and took all Incredible. of a sudden. They woke yeah. up one day and said, "Oh, that's the game plan. Got it." Yes, and I think and Bucks relaxed a bit. Absolutely. He figured out a bit more, sort of, you know, how to skills manage, to do with different people. Yeah, I how, think how, is, yeah, yeah, how to um, player manage. Different, different types, types of, of people, people. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's all the word you get out of Collingwood. Absolutely, and along not probably just Bucks, but the the assistance that he's got with him, um, obviously, uh, got the uh, confidence uh, instilled in each of their playing groups, and they just they just look like the team that got the most out of their list. And with all of all the clubs in oh, twenty eighteen, he's got to be up there. West Coast on paper had more talent. Without a doubt, yeah. With more talent. That's why we felt that they it'd take them maybe a season to, to figure it out, yeah. and then the next year they would be dominating. Absolutely, especially with no Nick Nat uh, in particular, and and obviously well, they had a heap of problems then, at the start. Yeah, and then losing um, a new and, ground. How they're going to adjust to a what? brand new ground? There was there was a lot of questions. Anyway, yeah. we'll get to West Coast later in the year. But but yeah, uh, West uh, sorry West Coast. Um, the Pies look again. They've still got a massive list. Of concerns on the injury front, they do, but they look they but look pretty good. They, but who cares? Well, they've shown that they can and, and do without them. And so. the big thing is with Collingwood is they've signed all these players that it's you know your Maynards that look like they were gone. Yeah, and they, they didn't just lose, all sort, and they didn't oh. lose basically anyone over the postseason. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, so Colling- very Collingwood look, if you're a Collingwood supporter, unbelievably. Oh. And I like watching them. I really do. I think I think they're a good team. I think I'm really looking forward to seeing them play this year. So I guess in 2019, you know, how do we see this going forward? So. In the past, you know, teams that have, you know, gotten to the grand final and had a really close loss, the following year is often not not great, not great rating. It's not always bad rating. You know, you know, obviously, you know, twenty twelve Hawthorne, you know, lost a very close grand final and went on to win three. So obviously, that that kind of really put, yeah, but that's on the back push that. But window. that's on the back of not playing finals after winning 08. And they had a very very so good learned, side. Yeah, yeah they I mean they had they had one that. of the probably yeah. the one of the better sides the last twenty or thirty years. They had a seriously good yeah. side in retrospect. No injuries, back. like everything everything fell into. They place had some bad stuff going. No, thirteen. Yeah, correct. Sorry, 13, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, thirteen. But then they but then to be fair, they came back and dominated in fourteen against Sydney, and then yeah. you know obviously fifteen again as well. And, and but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about Collingwood and what they can do. My, there's only one concern for me, and this is probably because I haven't looked at their second um, 
tier team, the VFL team, in much detail is if Brody Grundy goes down... Well, he's in a bit of a cloud at the moment. That's something we need to discuss. So he's training away from the main group yeah, so at the if moment he goes, and doing light training so too. So if he goes down, obviously people go, oh, Mason Cox. And I go, that's good and well because of his size. But that affects their forward that's structure. That's offensive problems. Way yeah, yeah, 100%. It affects way too much of how he is a decoy for their small forwards or he's the main target and their small forwards like Idigoes and stuff can feed off him if he brings the ground. So, yeah. Well, he brings the ball to ground and and interestingly, we we spoke a lot about this last year, how well Bucks and and the guys in the field directed this too how well they use Cox as a decoy. Mm. So they would set him up to the point that he's the key target. They deliver a goal or so for him. And he, you know, he's so tall. He clunk a couple. All he has to do is get it started. Up and straight make it look like going inside 50 that he is the target and then fake left. Yep. And the amount of times they did that so well, they had incredible... Collingwood, a big part of what, why they, I think they were so good was their offensive structures were amazing. They were so good at just smoking out the opposition constantly. And this ISO Cox, they would make it look like, you know, in a sort of a basketball way, they would yep. make it look like that's where they were going. Which worked to his strengths as well with a basketball Completely. background. He understood. It was fascinating so the way they did super it. Super smart on It's hilarious boxes. the way they did it because they smoked so much opposition and it worked against Richmond as and well. And I tell you what, it's kind of handy and not conspiracy, but it wouldn't surprise me if um, Pendles got in contact with old mate over in... Oh, my basketball, you reckon? And just all the go bit of Paddy Mills. Bit of Mills goes, Millsy, how do I get this basketball Yankee think... to, to, to work <laughs> into a system? And I reckon they would have gone... He's about set, to hit the trash heap. To set, set, him, yeah. set, set up no, a... No, I, um, well, who knows? I mean, I think ultimately we have to give some credit to, to Bucks. I mean, he, oh, of course. He's, he's, you know, he, probably is, he would have instigated yeah, I think he's he's definitely you know a serious um, a serious coach now. Yeah. Anyway, so in terms of Collingwood in 2019, so obviously there's been a lot of instances in the past where teams have gotten very very close and then that's kind of been it and they've fallen away. I don't think this Collingwood is one of those teams personally. What do you think? Do you think this is a team that you know has managed to get right to that last day in September and then they're going to fall away, or is this a team that's going to you know? relish the comeback and and relish the challenge. Yeah. Do, you, do you think this is something that, that, that is on or yeah, not? Yeah, absolutely, because they weren't a um, one-string pony. And they're uh, so young as well. That's so the young, that makes... lots of pace. They, I mean, they, they yeah. had so many avenues. They had multiple game plans if things were But then you look at working. the Dogs, though. So this is the only problem, is you look at the Western Bulldogs in, in 2016. Uh, the Dogs pretty much had this run and gun, and, and if it didn't work, they didn't. nobody knew how to um, defend it. And the next year, everyone it's knew true. they had mass, mass, so they struggled with that. Tackles, I, I, I yeah. think because of that first six weeks, Collingwood actually had to dig themselves out of a hole. They mm. had to find ways to win. Now, look, I won't be surprised if they drop a little on ladder position, and that's just because this year is going to be just as tough, if not tougher, than last year for places in the eight. They're capable of top four still for me. But I'm not going to be surprised if they finish fifth or sixth, just because the competition I think is going to be. And you super can win strong. from seventh now, anyway. You can so it win. Really make a difference. No, I think the whole top four second chance thing is good if you can get it, but it's not necessary anymore. I think the way the game is being played and the way with the break between 
home and away and finals starting almost nullifies where you finish. It's just good to have a second chance just in case you have a niggle with one of your key players or you have an off night. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Hawthorne could have got over top of Melbourne, but they didn't in the end. Like That, that second chance it can help for certain teams. So, no, for me, Collingwood, uh, they're about again. So you think stagnant? So not not up, not down, not not low. No, it's again it's too far out to really gauge where they're at. Uh, because I did look at how many players are still on the injury list, and they've got quite a few. And if yeah. if a number of them, let's just say four, or, for an example, uh, key personnel who are in there, probably top twenty-five to thirty players, aren't ready for the first month. That may cost them a couple of games, Maybe. which then sets them back a little bit. But look, they know what they had to do last year, and so uh, I'm not writing them off or um, putting them at top of the pole just yet. They're in a. I need to learn a little bit more. Yeah, I, yeah, but I, I think ultimately, looking forward with Collingwood, I think they will absolutely make the eight, and I think they'll be another threat again. I'll be very surprised if they don't make it. Very, very surprised. Well, it'd be just as much of a shock as Adelaide, just gone. Which is that we we both said that Adelaide would make the eight and they didn't. So yeah, that's the big problem. Is this does have Hawthorne kind of go against the grain, but generally speaking, dogs miss the eight. This does happen. It does. It does. Happen. Oh, yeah. Teams get get there and win it or get very close, and then that's it. Yeah, the, the, it can burn you out. Like, it's going to be one. Yeah, that's the thing. The training and the schedule is so intense now that the longer you play throughout the season, so the DB going finals, the less time you have off. Uh, you return later to pre-season, mm. which means you can be a little bit underdone compared to other teams. And as much as you a player can say, I'm still hungry after a flag, or sometimes that flag is just like, oh, yeah, done. And you can get a little bit complacent. It only takes 1% or 2%, mm. and we can see what difference that makes. So I think they're going to be, yeah, very hard team to beat. And I'm at this point in time, I'd probably have them at about, off the top of my head, probably fifth on the ladder. Yeah, I reckon the they'll be around there, yeah. I reckon they might just miss out on the top four, but I don't think that's going to bother them so much. No, I don't think that'll matter so that's Collingwood. That's kind of where we think they're at. Obviously, that we can keep going. There's, it's a pretty fascinating team to discuss out of almost one of the more fascinating teams out of the 18. Because... Well, we don't even know what their best 18 looks like. Yeah, because they've never played together. No, no, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, but out of the yeah, well, that's exactly it. But I'm I'm in out of the out of the total teams. Yeah, and that's the they thing. They could be like, like Boston are in the NBA this year. Yeah, I didn't even just mean on the pitch. I, I'm I'm meaning also in terms of the top ladder, in terms of you know. It was such a shock to see what was going on and, and to see that, that they had finally put this together. Uh, yeah. Anyway, look, I, I, it's, it's, it's one of the more fascinating... I think almost the most fascinating thing. I think the most fascinating things going forward, obviously, you have to count West Coast, can they go back-to-back, which is you know obviously such a hard thing to do. Richmond were the, one of the better teams, if not the best team in the home and away. You know, Can they answer the question, question. of, yep. you stuffed it up? Especially with who they... And they have, they have such a good, they have such a good list, and they've added, you know, an incredible forward to the list as well. So, you know, that's the thing. That's a massive question. And then, you know, Collingwood, obviously, I think Collingwood are a massive part of that too. Yeah, and then um, the team that we're going to talk about next is probably the 
the, the probably big four stories. Yeah, this is pretty pretty interesting. So let's kind of so any questions definitely shoot us through on social media around Collingwood if you want us to sort of answer bits and pieces. But I think ultimately we both think yeah. they're going to be thereabouts f- yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, cause, uh, but yeah, you have to say that it's the same as Adelaide. Then after seventy, we were like, oh, they've, you know, they just they just choked on the day. They'll be back the following year. But it, that's the thing. It, it's a much harder to get back there. It's yeah. incredible when you look at that St Kilda team that they got back again. Like that's the thing. It's it's pretty hard. Pretty hard. Yeah, absolutely. And then to sustain it for a whole another eight months throughout the season. It's not mm. just getting back and, and playing good at the start of the year or having a good section. It's for the whole season. And that, it's a long off season. So look, it seems like they got a really good team around. Yeah. We could keep going, but we better keep moving. So into Essendon. So Essendon in, in our next team. Just uh, missed out on the, you know, sort of look. Where do you where do you see Essendon going forward? I mean, obviously they, you know, they're in a position where we we thought they were going to make the eight. They just missed out. You know, where where do you see it going forward? Do do you see Essendon going up, down, sideways? What what's going to happen? I mean, you know, the Danaher thing is 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 a fascinating kind of you know parallel to this whole thing because they were almost it seems in a way maybe better without him. Which seems like a funny thing to say, but then at the same time, we've seen it before. Surely he could add into it. I, I, yeah. I still, I, he's training well. All the reports is that, he, that things are well. Yeah, it took, but, took a pack mark or two during some some drills and and some interclub sort of physical um, sessions, but they still are pretty coy on when he's likely to return. So that's still a concern for me. I still think they're a much better team with him in it. Yeah. Whether that translates into more wins, time will tell. But obviously, they, along with Richmond, got the prize recruits out of last year's... Yeah, uh, Dylan Schill was a massive in, clearly, yeah. I mean, he's a serious in. I mean, to have him in an already deep, deep... Midfield, just with but added pace and just the skill set and having the awareness as well. Awareness, uh, the shield a, around him, severe uh, and being a successful team. Uh, he brings a lot, a lot of nous and and superior uh, foot skills to a club that uh, are on the up, and that's a massive, massive win for Essen. Look, they can't have, and I don't think they will have another year like they did last year no. with great expectations because on paper their playing list is unbelievable as a friend of mine happens to be an Essendon supporter pointed out Essendon are the only club to have one representative in each of the four AFLX teams why is that a good thing? no it's just he pointed out because he's an Essendon supporter what a weirdo yeah, so pretty funny though. He's the only um, person that's figured that out. I was like, um, yeah, it's That's a terrible thing. All these players are getting injured. That's yeah. terrible. Uh, the less the better. The <laughs> less the better. That's what I thought too. So, yeah. Look, they... I will be gobsmacked. Very disappointed if they're not top six this year. Well, I was really disappointed just gone. I mean, 18 I for me, I, I felt was very much a year that they could... Could rise, you know, what Collingwood did in terms of in the end. I felt that that would potentially happen with Essendon, but it, it's it's not. It, the team just feels a little bit disjointed, you know. How to string a fit into this? Is Wusher the 
person to lead the club? Does everyone? I mean, I think he is personally from yeah, the outsider. It is a question, though. Or is it? Is there? Is there still some? Um, Apparently, Arazio has trained the house down. Yeah. So, oh uh, mate, what's no? What are the? What's the? Uh, when the fire is still smoldering, what are the little embers. embers? Is there still some embers in back of house from the uh, drug scandal that? Oh, you're not bringing this up. No, 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 because it can be a little bit dis- <laughs> um, heartening for a playing group if there's still board members or people in admin. That well, who knows there. if that's the case? Yeah, yeah that's if, pretty speculative. No, no, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm saying from if there's that type of stuff, that could be uh, part of the reason they're not gelling as well as they should. It did but, seem weird that that like that. I mean, look, just to go a playing for a group. Like, it did seem a little bit odd that that was the coach that was up. But he was the given. Well, look, the reality is, I really do believe Wisher had absolutely like very little idea of what was actually going on there. I think a lot of that was pretty. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, and I don't mean to think that Wush has got anything to do with it. I'm thinking old school <laughs> Essen, like open the covers. What are you still doing here type stuff? Oh, I push the buttons, mate. <laughs> I don't know because, and, and the whole move out to Tullamarine, did that, is that, are they still trying Surely to feel comfortable there? Not that far away. No, but it, it's still a change. So yeah. you don't know whether it's just a change in uh, venue, players are still getting used to it. It's like when you move home, you Takes a little while to just settle into the to the home. So look, I, I think but they'll the be team really didn't good. Gel, though. That was ultimately the big problem. And then I think they had to change their whole offensive style. I think they had basically practiced through the off season a whole style around Joe Danaher and he got injured. Well he had seen yeah, his and the whole thing completely fell away. And they kept playing him. And then that was beyond stupid. And then that made it even worse. And then he left the whole year out. So I mean, I don't know, and then they lost to Carlson. So they did. <laughs> that happened. They did. Anyway. I, picked, I picked up one extra. I, I was the only person who got an extra game that round. Yeah, that's right. You <laughs> aced that one. You tipped it, which was incredible. incredible. Anyway, that, anyway yeah, that was probably your highlight from it last year. It was my highlight for last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, I see Essendon getting better. I, I just, I know we keep they have to, don't 50 they? teams in the eight, but I, I just <laughs> can't see. How it, it could they would have stay, to, yeah. I mean, no good. And this is the thing the, the beauty about last year is that which were 11th last year, by Collingwood way. has proven to everyone that injuries to key players is no excuse for not performing. Mm. You either have a deep list that you back or there's something wrong with your system mm. because Collingwood, sorry, had basically half their team missing it. And they won 15 college. games. And they won 15 games that made a grand third. final. So, yes, Danaher's a big out, and injuries to key personnel will affect um, performances to a degree. But if you've got a list, and that's what wins premierships, is a list, then Essendon should be well on its way. The VFL team has been fairly successful over, of late. It doesn't look like they've lost too many key per- players either from either side. So... I think it's time for uh, Wusher and his team to show their supporters and the AFL community um, just how good they are. Because I reckon they, on paper, should be one of the hardest teams to beat in the comp. Well, you'd hope so. And particularly with their, their inductions coming in now, I mean, I'd be pretty shocked yeah. if... They've if got a not. great back line. They've sure, got firepower. Come on. And, and they've got one of the most 
lethal midfields I reckon going around the AFL. Yeah, and now, now of, with Shield. Yeah, and they've got one of the best tacklers in the game as well, just coming not in from the, the previous best tackler, year. Yeah. Well, numbers wise, he is. So anyway, so look, we we both think that Essendon are going to be slightly better for sure. Uh, where do you see them ladder position at the moment? So we will do our final ladders. But so they were eleventh. Where do you see them going to? Yeah, I reckon they're going to be the bolter. I reckon they're they're going to be top four. Wow. So you yeah. reckon four? Yeah. I reckon they're top four. I'm going to say six. I reckon they win about 16 or 17 games this year. Wow, that's a lot to win. Yeah. Stringer better do some training. Yeah, look, I I think he gets left alone now. I I think he will be a freewheeler that um, people don't... Not that they won't take notice of, but I think there's so many other cogs in that forward line uh, that he'll be like the fourth go to and not too many teams have four defenders being able capable of stopping four it's true they still Rich, have so Rich, many good players yeah, hey, R- I mean, R- like, Richmond and yeah. West Coast are probably the only pretty two deep. off the top of my head they've got the back line to cater for four um, lethal forwards uh, so yeah I reckon they're going to be very very hard team to match up against for back lines it was so disappointing it was. And, I mean, the fact that there was four teams last year that finished on 48 points. And you and me... Adelaide, Essendon, and Port, and North, and they were all so close. So. And you and me, Barrickford, two teams that should never talk about Essendon in any type of I light. I like Essendon. I know, so do I. you got to like football, though. I love football, yeah. though. We wouldn't be doing this podcast that's if we didn't true, love yeah. football. We definitely wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Uh, so that's Essendon. I mean, look, yeah. We both think they're going to be a bit better. I think a bit better. You think a lot better. Yeah, I think they're going to be a lot better. Okay. So right. we'll wait and see, won't we? Yeah, we will. Uh, so into the next game. Oh, next game. Oh. So used to doing the podcast uh, of normal. Into the next team. The Dockers. Uh, the Rio da- Dockers. The Dockers. Let's get into the Dockers. So the Dockers uh, have... How do you think of Pav will go this year? I think they need to bring you back. <laughs> get him out of retirement. So Jesse Hogan, they finally got an old mate there, an old mate forward. They've been trying for every forward under the sun, but there was Travis Cloak or Jack Rewald or any anyone who will come and play. Uh, they got they got somebody who actually and, is from that side of the country. Finally who got him over the line, back. which is good because Melbourne every year we're, we're getting pretty sick of having to you know well talk about it. It's each year. kind of a I don't know a lifting of the veil, and you can see the handprint of Melbourne. In Jesse's back. What do you mean? So you're getting pushing him out. Oh yeah. Well, that's maybe. I don't know. I know they obviously don't want to give him up because he was a. Oh, he's a star. He's. Uh, but I think a... every year this drama of is he in, is he oh, out of was was annoying, and that's fair enough. So I guess Frio are at a pretty big crossroads. So Ross Lyon obviously is at the back end of his contract now. If they're going to sack him, this is probably the time to do it. Otherwise, you just may as well let it run. Um, at at that point, but at, at this stage, yeah. Look, I, I think. I mean, obviously, they you know they they've got Hogan, but I, I still see them being pretty average. I, I'll, I'll be honest. What about you? They lost Lockie Neal. Yeah, I know, and that, <laughs> that's I was trying to not so, bring that up yet, but anyway. So yeah. they no, lost look, one of their well, best players. Unless all of a sudden they become. Attacking style of team. Yeah. What's the point of having someone like Jesse Hogan? I don't see them improving unless their game plan changes dramatically. Mm. They also lost a lot of experience through retirement. 
they have, again, a pretty uh, decent list of key injuries, namely Stephen Hill, yeah. just off the top of my head. And Sanderlands is not the dominant ruck that he once was. No, he's about 400 years old. And unfortunately, um, too much is still left up to the um, broad shoulders of that five. So, yeah, and one and player just does make a team. And no. as good as he was, and he was leading the Brownlow up to his injury. I mean, like he could yeah. have you know, potentially gone on and dominated and, even further. But yeah. And look, they've done extreme, one player. They've done very well to reverse their ideology about building a team. So they've got some early picks over the last couple of years. So they're building the. Finally. Year. Finally. So if they can bring the first, and, or especially the second and third year draftees up to a consistent AFL calibre, then, look, they're still going to be hard to beat probably over in WA. Yeah. But I can't see them improving too much on last year. I see them being... 11th, 12th, 10th, maybe. Yeah, I see them being pretty average again. I mean, the problem is that there are only so many teams that can fit in in the eight. There is only eight. Uh, And Frio finished 14th, and... Yeah, look. I think I'll be a bit better than that. 12? Yeah, maybe. Look, somewhere between 14th and 10th. Maybe go from 14th to 13th. Well, this is the thing, <laughs> Lean. We haven't taken that. We will do this, obviously, the, the week prior. We are able to take a snapshot of all the from teams and really yeah. quickly look at what's, who's who in the zoo. But <laughs> right now, who's who in the zoo? there's not too many teams, I think, that are going to struggle more than Fremantle. I think there's more teams Gold that Coast. are going to be better. Gold Coast will be worse than Fremantle. Yeah, well, them and St Kilda are the only two that I can think off the top of my head. I think the Saints could be better than Freo. Could be. <laughs> That's true. It could, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> could be. That's could it. is the biggest word That's, in that sentence. Yeah, I'll grant you that. Yeah. The worst team in the league right now is the Gold Coast. By far. Yeah. <laughs> they're terrible and I don't know what we're going to talk about they are so bad I, I don't know and it's, players it's, well, well, I know their coach that's about it well we actually follow the game and the reality is it's a pack of kids like we can talk about it but no one's going to understand that the, the audio that comes into the microphone the... it's it's all it's it. they even traded half of their better players it is under 18 well they had to it's really. the first full under 18 team in a men's comp isn't it non outside of the first year of GWS and and Gold Coast. Well, they had a couple of old players. Well, Just. I guess they had a couple. Barely. Ablett. And Shaw and Ablett. Um, that old mate. Yeah. Anyway. No, it's true. Anyway, so... Anyway, so look... Yeah. I hope... I mean, Freo look pretty bad. They do. They don't look again, great. Again... I mean, it's hard not to think about how good they were only a few years ago, too. And that's part of the problem is that Ross, I think, got it in his head that this team was better than it was and was really investing in the now, and then now it's fallen off a cliff extremely fast. And that can happen. It happened. He, he bailed before it happened at St Kilda, and now look what look at St Kilda. We spoke about it two seconds ago. So he he bailed before it, it yeah. started to get terrible. He just signed an extremely long and difficult deal with with Fremantle, so it's a bit bit harder. I reckon he would bail if he got another offer. But so, who honestly? Who would? Honestly, take, and it's no well, no, it's no personal disrespect to uh, Ross Lyon. He loves a half chicken and chips Who with a large would, gravy. In their right mind, take him on as a head coach. 
Gold as, Coast. As, no, why? <laughs> if Stuart Jew left to... and the place was about to catch on fire, they would do it. Actually, I... dead set think that would happen. I can envisage it. Just to oh, stop them, just yeah, to, to purely stop the bleeding so that I don't lose by 100 points? Yeah. Fair call. I'm being deadly that's serious. I think yeah, that, 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 is, that, is, that is something that will that's happen. That's a fair call. But no, no other team would. St. Kilda wouldn't. All, but... St. Kilda wouldn't. They'd be like, well, he can't do... We, how's he going get... to do better than Richard? At least you're in Melbourne. Then get Brett, Brett Radden's just sitting there waiting. <laughs> He's licking his lips. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see, actually, this is something I meant to mention at the start. I forgot to mention this. Uh, so, uh, Alan Richardson, the, the coach of St Kilda, is not going to be on AFL 360 uh, in 2019. So oh, he's taking his job seriously. Well, he definitely doesn't want to be asked any question, any more questions than he has to mm. about week-by-week week results because it was pretty awkward having to rock up every Monday night with Chris Scott on and, and Jerry Waitley and uh, old, mate, old mate Robbo on uh, AFL 360 every week would being be, like be mate are you, are you wanting to go to the gate now or in an hour or what, have what you, you got an extension on your current contract do you have a ladder ready like in the back do of the car do you know the player <laughs> who's in the box do you pocket? know who Jaron Geary is because we don't <laughs> who so. is the next up and coming VFL player on your list it was funny as I he didn't 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 something come out last year. He never year? went to the, one of the. He didn't even go to the games. Yeah, yeah that, that was didn't know unbelievable. I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah, I know I, there was one coach who's like. We we definitely t- talked about that yeah. last year. I need to look at some notes, but anyway, so, bizarre. So, bizarre. So the short of it is, I guess to answer your question, we stopped talking about Fremantle a long ago, time yeah. ago. That's <laughs> how much we don't rate them. Oh, we can't. How do you talk it's about It's so hard it? to. Like, we're, obviously, we're they're on the Losing list. Lockie Neal. I, I, yes, I'm excited about Jesse Hogan. I think he's a seriously good player. Five to Hogan. Five yes. to Hogan is very exciting. I am dead set excited. They got the Ruckman old mate from GWS. But a lobe. Is it lobe? A lob. 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 Yeah. But we called him lobe, but he's lob. I just think it's a lot of cogs short of a ticket. I, I don't see it. I think there's a lot of ground to make up from last year too. They did not look like a team that was wanting to play for each other. There was just no coherence. And Cam McCarthy just hasn't worked. Let, let's be honest. Like let, let's no. be a bit harsh. I mean, the reality is a bunch of the and and uh, did you see? Like okay, here's another thing I meant to mention off the top. I forgot about this as well. So uh, Harley Bennell, another calf. So that's his 29th calf now. So, I mean, the reality is this, this isn't working. So, yeah, if it's Sorry, not... Just for if it's this not, audio, only Michael Nelly spat out his wine. If it's not <laughs> him doing something silly, it's his body going, mate, give it up. Forget like, it. Just yeah. listen to the Just the drive universe. the Mercedes. That's all your calf can do. Just get the F out of Dodge. And <laughs> But this is the thing. With the new rules, these clubs have to start looking like other professional sports organizations around the globe and go sorry we need to fill a spot with someone who can actually get on the field yeah it's alarming would have loved to have you here harley but haven't had you here for four I years think i saw somebody say during four the week years. i'm off the ban- i'm off the vanilla bandwagon and i was like man i was off it bloody years ago i don't this this is this has been alarming from the beginning robbie nahas has got greater he's a, he's a much better player he's almost got a flag much smaller ceiling but a much better player that's at the, least he can get on the jokes field jokes aside that, that's exactly it yeah yeah and given the chance he could show and makers better player show and makers in a heartbeat won a flag won a flag yeah good player can play given the right opportunities yeah exactly. <laughs> Given the right set four of like five, four or five games a year. 
And with a team that's flying. Oh, God. At the end, pointy end of the season. And a pack of all-time jokers <laughs> like yeah. Luke Hodge, yeah. who will go down as one of the all-time great players. And Mitchell. And, Who's also and Burgoyne. And, and, yeah. And, yep. Yeah. Surround him with, yeah. with some jokers. Yeah. And give me anybody. Could be anybody. Yeah, but I don't... So. I, I don't... Yeah, I... Regardless, Harley Benon can't even get on the field, and that, that's at least Jonah Makers is, dis- is up and playing. Yeah, and it is disappointing because I. <laughs> As a silly comparison, I'm just being yeah, stupid. Oh, but, of course, we've got yeah. to put in some humour every yeah. now and again. Can't <laughs> can't be highbrow all the time. No, it's just disappointing that such a gifted, like naturally gifted yeah, player, well, I think can't a lot of people, get yeah. on the field for either personal reasons or calf physical, reasons. Calf reasons. So yeah, calf reasons. <laughs> Him and Chad, yeah, Chad Wingard should have a chat. Ooh. Chad Wingard can play, though. At least he's played a bit. True. He's he's much better than bloody Harley Bell. They can't throw those two in the same. No, you talk about the calf issues, I mean. Yeah, but this guy, he, can't, he goes for a bit of a run, he's got a calf issue. This is the thing. It's, Maybe they've got the same running style. It's true. You know, it's something funny I was going to bring up before. Do you know this same thing with the calf happened to Steph Curry and he's become one of the all-time best shooters? Well, I would say probably the best. Best, certainly best three-point shooter of all time. Steph Curry had to That's redesign right. his run. You do. You do. Well, I mean, like, this is the thing. Like, look at the ceiling. I mean, I know he's outrageously gifted, but he's, you know, he's got this obscene handle. But that well, said... In a sort of a insular-type comparison, Chad Wingard is kind of like that Steph Curry. He's a bit freakish. Yeah, he's very freakish. But, I mean, let's, let's see how he goes with the injury first. But, yeah. Hopefully they can get some rerun. But anyway, we're really avoiding talking about Fremantle. Uh, anything else to add before we finish? What else? What did, I mean, obviously they, they did have some really good young players come through. I, I, yeah, Adam, Adam Chair I really like. Yeah. Brayshaw I really and like. And good did they re-sign Chair too? Because it was so it much like he was going to come yeah. back to Melbourne. Uh-huh. So that's... Well, he'll probably go after the contract. But, let's, but it was let's... three years or two years or something, wasn't Ooh, it? Think, so he's yeah. there for so a little a while period, longer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's, I mean, at least that's uh, no, heartening. I, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. And, and Brayshaw. Brayshaw. They've got some good dentists over there. They kept him up and going, so he's ready to go. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting when they, they play West Coast mm. for the first time, won't it? Well, Gaff, I haven't looked at the fixture. No, surely but... it's been scheduled for round nine or something. It's just... Quietly, Avel wants to squeeze as much coin <laughs> out of people as possible because I don't have enough. Um, oh god! So yeah, look, I, if you're a Fremantle supporter and you happen to be listening, apologies, we're not uh, going into too much more detail. I don't it's think just, there's a lot of Fremantle It's just a real hard team to gauge. The, it, on, to be honest, it's a hard wow. team to gauge. Have I got some news for you, got some my news friend? For me? Yeah. Round four, 2019, at Optus Stadium. On the Saturday night, West Coast play the Dockers for the first derby. All round four. So Gaff v Brayshaw, well, there'll no be no Gaff. No Gaff. There won't be Gaff. Maybe not a Brayshaw either. No, Brayshaw, they reckon he's tracking well. He's tracking well? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, so a night game. Excellent. Mm. Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Well, with all the lights, it'd probably be easier to aim to the teeth. So we're going to have a um, <laughs> boxing sort of... Start to the game. Well, an event, an event, event main event, main event, and it's, then, main, it's event only package. Yeah, sweet. So that's good. <laughs> Four. Um, but that's about it. I, I haven't got much more to add. Let's be honest. I mean, it's Jesse so- Hogan. I'm excited to see how he is without better players around him because Frio's list is nowhere near Melbourne's list. I'm ex- at, well from what we can see. 
I'm excited to see how he plays and, and what he does. I hope Rory Lobb... Because I think Rory Lobb's a good player. Yeah, so that's a good call. So I think players like Brad Hill will excel with Rory Lobb and knowing that he's got a, a good target up forward that's going to lead properly in Jesse Hogan. Jesse Hogan was such a hard matchup for defenders. So yeah. players let get open, in open space like your, your Bradley Hills and, um, and his brother Steve and, and some of the other um, uh, Walters and stuff like that. I think they're going to feel a lot more confident knowing that Hogan is up forward. Mm. So look, they, they could surprise... I, again, yeah, like you said, you can't fit more than eight. That's into a problem. Top eight. That's I'm, why it's called not top to be eight. Brutal, but that's I, just they're the not playing, for me. They're not playing finals at this early stage of the season, and I'd be surprised if they even push of, for of this, finals of their history. I guess, yeah, yeah, uh, not not ideal. But that that's that's. Where but I think at. they proved slightly on last year. But that's not that's that's not much chop because they were pretty woeful last year. Let's be honest. Which coach gets sacked first in 2019? Oh, I think there's only one coach that's on the chopping block. I don't really? think... Really? Yeah. Only one? Only one. Okay. Who's your one? Bruce Joe. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's already being led down the if uh, hallway. If Fremantle... I don't disagree. He's clearly in it. But if Fremantle go into the bye with only a couple of wins... No, they're not going to pay it out. Why? Because it's too bloody lucrative. Don't. I reckon that... Oh, Ross has I would not got be surprised. Would, well, last year, yes. This year, I would say they're stupid enough to pay it out. I, I dead said think this is on the cards. I think, I think you'll have more than five wins come halfway, though. I don't, so think, I don't think... I think they'd lose one Going game through home. it, just to talk a bit about something else. So Adelaide won't happen. They would have to not win a game for that to, that to happen. Brisbane, you know, Fagan's done really well. That's not going to happen. Yeah, Fagan's got the whole year to... Bolton's in a bit of hot water. If they win, like, four or five games... If they haven't got... A... That is absolutely on the cards. So that's my main third Actually, one. Yeah, I forgot about him. I was going to say Bolton as well. So that, that, if I they just haven't wanna... got three or four wins by halfway... It's a big, big, big then... problem. Especially if they're getting belted. If they're getting close... He gets a little Maybe. bit... Maybe. He gets a little bit of leeway. If they're getting belted he... and they win four or five games, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Surely, what a waste! Like the, the the players just don't clearly at that point they'd have to look at it and say, well, it's just not respond. They're just not respond responding. Responding, yeah. Uh, Collingwood obviously bucks. There's no way that'll happen. He's got five years up his sleeve. Yeah, he'll get at least a two or three year extension. And then Woosha, uh with Essendon, I would say they're going to give it benefit of the doubt. He's won a flag. I, I would imagine that sort of a coach that would give at least another couple of years. Essendon would have to not win a game. Like, it'd have to be, like, horrific. Yeah, because... Which it would, won't happen. Because like, really, be they only fell away in the last few weeks of last year to miss finals. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Freo board are crazy enough to, to do it. So, I think that's on the cards. I think Stewie Jew... So, again, they would have to not win a game for that to happen or win maybe two or three. Like, it would have to be diabolical. I think he's... Like, if they won, I, like, two games and got blown out 70 80% of the time, it's on. Although, I think, given what happened this year with the big exodus and rebuild with just younger. I don't disagree. He's probably, got two, he's probably got two years to build. Probably, but if they get belted every week, every week, and they win like two the or three for, games, the problem, it's out. The problem for Gold Coast is who do they, who do they scout? Because nobody will want to go there knowing that they've got to perform 
with a shit list. So I think Stewie Juice got two years. This year to show some prominence and 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 some j- and gelling of the players so they don't mm. leave back to SA. Mm. Let's be honest, they, that's the biggest concern right at the moment. They're going mm. back to SA in Victoria. <laughs> And then from there, who knows? But yeah, look, he's got two years to improve himself. You'd imagine so. And then Hawthorne, I mean, Clarko's just been given a life membership. They're not going to sack him and he's the GOAT, so that's not going to happen. He'll leave on his own volition. He's the GOAT coach. And something something pretty beyond crazy would have to happen for that to happen. Uh, There's a lot of talk that Simon Goodwin for Melbourne is about to be re-signed for a longer deal. We miss someone. Scott Geelong. I haven't got to... Oh, what is this? Well, you went to Hawthorne. I apologise. So my, my apologies. I ran past Geelong. But my apologies. I was getting very good pickup. Geelong. Uh, Crossroads. Interesting. <laughs> it's funny with him because he you know, obviously they won the flag in 11, but they had a seriously good list, you know, off the back of old mate Port Melbourne. So, I, yeah. I, yeah. I think if, if they, they're terrible, if, if they it really play, doesn't work this year, there'll be questions asked. The question is not, but I think it's probably 2020 that, that it might happen. He needs to get the most. He just got re- he recently got resigned too, so that cash wise would be yeah, a problem. It'd be a hard it'd be a hard one to. Geelong say. people were angry he got resigned too. If you look yeah. at Geelong Twitter, I, they're angry. I know. Yeah, Geelong supporters. Geelong supporters want some fresh blood in there. People are pissed. Yeah, yeah I, honestly, you look, Geelong Twitter is hilarious, and they're, well, they're seven, mad. Seven years without a flag. It's yeah. too long. It's too way too way long. too long, they're not, they're especially not, with the players they got on their list. Yeah, well, wow. how deep are they, though? That's, that's no, it's well, all we, we'll, anyway, Yeah, we'll talk we about that next there. week. So, uh, and then, so, yeah, Hall, so Melbourne, we did that. So, North, Brad Scott. This is Same. an interesting one. Both Scott's uh, on the tightrope. Knife edge, edge, yeah. Particularly with him getting so close and nothing happening. And they're listed, like, they are running the gauntlet to get Josh Kelly. Like, this, and I, I the noise you hear is that, it's on that North are going to get him and that Scott is that confident around this, but... Well, both Scott's... So much water has to go into the yeah, bridge between both now Scott, and then. Both Scott's... Something diabolical has to happen at either club for them to get Probably the this year, yeah. So Port, Ken Hinckley, he just got re-signed and he... That was... Yeah, they love him. Well, that was... Well, do they? I mean... I think like, they want to get rid of the president. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. The president's more under and, the pump. The way he held him to the knife through that whole deal was incredible, and yeah. I'd love to do like a politics discussion. No, I think the play, I think the players are right but behind yeah. Hinkley, and the supporters are behind Hinkley. It seems Hinkley. to be the Koshy's case. Yeah. Got more pressure to deliver than Hinkley yeah. does. Go to the situation. Uh, Richmond, not going to happen. I mean, hard, hard. <laughs> no. he's won like a heap of games in two years. Like he won a flag, you know. Yeah, prelim pretty close. He's the so, uh, the apprentice of uh, the old man Clarko, so he's got uh, a got a few years up his sleeve. Yeah, and well, he he just got resigned as well. So yeah, he, yeah he's right up there. Uh, St Kilda. Oh, we already know. <laughs> we know. He's yeah. already been marched down the hallway. He's an interesting one. So Johnny Longmire. So Longmire's been there for a while the now. Horse. So, yeah, the horse, the horseman, the big horse penis. He they won twenty twelve. They they won that game, but where are we going to go from there? It's been a fair while. Has been. There's... They got to 16 and then they got beaten by the old mate dogs. But... And there's been a clean out of players. Uh, they'll, I think the board and the they'll players... They'll let him, yeah. yeah it, Probably again, let him go. He's a bit like the Scots, I guess. He's, he's got enough runs on the board that there'll be a conversation if it's another failed season, which is not going deep in finals. That's mm. Sorry, that's just the... 
Sydney way, so they don't make a prelim. All right, time for a chat. Mm. So, yeah, look, interesting one. He could be... I reckon he, he could I reckon retire. A stinky... No, I, the sneaky thing I keep hearing is that he's wanting to come back to Melbourne. Just to the, not to Melbourne, Melbourne the team, but Melbourne, Melbourne yeah. the, the the city and coach one of the nine teams here. That wouldn't surprise me. I, I would be not shocked if he if something went sour at Sydney and you saw him with St Kilda as an example. Yeah, I would they, not be surprised by that. Look, at all. and I think it'd be a good thing for Sydney. It'd be fucking great for St I think, Kilda. I think Sydney could do with a set of fresh eyes in the coach's box. Not to say that there's anything wrong with John Longmire. I love him. I reckon he's a great coach. Mm. But big sometime, like, there's been a big overhaul over the, well, not a big overhaul, over the last few years, we're seeing a different Sydney side to 2012. Well, Let's cool, be honest. Yeah. And even 16 looks different. So it might be time for someone else to come in. Maybe, but who knows? Wait, he, so, could, he could reinvent himself completely. West Coast, obviously, Adam Simpson's going to going to be there. And then, you know, Western Bulldogs. This is another one. One little one here with Bevo. No, nah, I think Bevo's right. The skater. He'll be fine. Half yeah. bites, you know, rolling around. Yeah, I don't think anyone else wants to go there. <laughs> no, nah, there'd be plenty of... Far from the city. Nah. No, no, no. I was joking. It's been facetious. Yeah. He's fine. He's a, I, like, I like Bevo. Yeah, I think, yes, the, a lot of teams had injuries. I think for the doggies, though... It was harder to um, sort of rebuild on because they lost some key players outside of that and there was a lot of, I don't know, dissonance between some players. It was a bit harder for them to really gel last year. I think I think they'll be better next year, or this year, I should say. That's it. So thanks, thanks so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. That's a run through the next three teams. So that's a bit of a taste of, you know, kind of where we think the uh, next three in terms of Collingwood, Essendon and Frio are at. And a random chat about coaches. Bit of chat about coaches. We threw a whole bunch of stuff in there. Uh, we went a little bit shorter, so we thought we'd throw some bit of fun stuff in there. Look, ultimately, we think that Collingwood are going to be about there again. Yeah. Yeah. We both, we both think, agree that. You think Essendon are going to be big bolters. I think they're going to be a bit better. I have a couple of other teams that I want to slot in that little bit and I just don't... I'm not confident to throw Essendon in there because I know then I'm going to look back and go, hang on, where am I going to put everybody else? Uh, and then we think Freo are a bit of a busted ass again. Yeah. <laughs> just, Small change. I, I, like, Small we don't have a lot of WA fans, but the ones that do listen to us, I think I'm not... I just like to be... Well, that's not true. We, we talk to Eagles up a lot. We've got some West Coast fans. We do have some good West Coast fans. But I think... Yeah, that's true. It, uh, sorry. Yeah, Dockers fans, I don't... Well, not big fans of us. I mean, look, but what are we supposed to talk about? We've been talking... We've been on the air for two years. We will and, talk and, about... They've How been. Good they if are they're, when they're good. If they're good, we will seriously give them time. But if they're a busted ass, what are we supposed to do? And they're such a disjointed side. And right now on paper, I have nothing. And so inconsistent last year. I have nothing to look at. Like their their best players are almost their recruits. Like let's be honest, outside of five, like that's. I mean, really, like. Oh, Jesse Hogan's easily their second best. Exactly, player. and he's a recruit. So I mean, ultimately, how is he going to fit into the side? It's pretty hard to look into nineteen. So. Yeah. Before we get if heaps they, of angry, angry if, people. If they can like, get another season out of Walters like they did this year. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, Johnson. Yeah, I like, yeah, like, they've yeah, got I like, some great players. Yeah, I like Walters. They but, play two weeks or three weeks in a row and then go, go to the beach. 
There's, there's obviously something in the air over there. The McCarthy factor. Yeah, and obviously the Sunday session in Perth doesn't help. Like, So don't play him on a Sunday over it's there. It's a beautiful city. It is a beautiful city. So, And it'd be good, look, obviously it'd be good to have all teams firing and super competitive and that's just, at the moment, unrealistic. There's still some teams in that's transition and working reality, around yeah. But I guess having two strong WA sides makes AFL super interesting because the rest of the country have to travel so far to play over there. But if you're playing one bastard ass team from WA, you go, you get a get away win over at, uh, over at Perth and then you go the other time and you go, oh, I've got the, the better team. It's At least true. you can go one-on-one when you're over there, whereas for a few years it was, oh, hang on, how hard is this road trip going to be? We've got to go to WA tw- twice or three times. So, God. yeah, hopefully they can be a little bit more daunting um, sort of proposition to clubs this year. But the, I can't, at the moment, I can't see it. I can't see it, yeah. And then, so next week we will do Geelong, Gold, <laughs> which will be interesting. And then we've got GWS, so we might be... We don't have the weather midway through their podcast, but yeah, we might pause it in. and then come back an hour we'll later once we're we'll sobered up. We'll have to talk about the best umpires going around when it comes to and the talk about Razor Ray in the middle of that. Yeah. Do a Just biography. Put some filler. We'll ring him. We'll say, hey, old mate, you want to have a bit of an interview? He did an interview actually recently with Dylan Buckley, the uh, wacky old mate from GWS and Carlton. He has a podcast, the, the player. Oh. It's called Dylan and Friends. He, uh, and he, he's got a umpire on. He got some friends on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> it, it looks like... Okay a, for us because we're not ex-AFL players, but if you're an yeah. ex-AFL player in your podcast... Actually, he is, might still... Does he still play? I'll be honest. I actually did say don't know. Don't know either. <laughs> Which is funny in itself. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Take care. Enjoy the week. Enjoy I can't the tell bees. you to enjoy the footy, but it's soon... We've got okay. AFLX next Friday. No, no, I know, but just, just of course, well, AFLX, we're very excited, but we've got AFLX as well. So let, let's just get, let's get much Which more excited. Which channel do no, I have no. to listen and watch? Forget about AFLW. No, no, X is, is the big thing. That's what AFL wants Zub- us to think. Zuba No, there's no Zubas anymore. It's all about the, uh, what have they got going now? The just, Whizbangers or the... Whizbangers or the Biscuit Towns, I don't the know. Dooley Doolies, the Chuck Berries. <laughs> Chuck Berry I'm up for, but I don't, <laughs> the rest of it I don't like. No, the kids don't know who Chuck Berry is. I like Chuck Berry. Yeah, but you're not a kid. That's true. Take care. Enjoy. Have and fun. Check out Hopster Home. Hopsterhome.com.au. There are sponsors. We're out. See you later. Cheers. Bye-bye.